Otherwise on SAFM. A very good day to you, Mzansi. Welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. The show producer is Hazel Makuzeni, and Rob Parkin is our technical producer for today. You may contact us on 0892-102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweet at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. Now, Pentecostalism is under discussion today with Monelo Ngozi, who's the author of Now That I'm a Man, Uneasy Thoughts About Exploitative Pentecostalism. In this book, he explores the consequences of the darker side of this movement in South Africa, the flawed leadership models and the financial greed that characterizes some Pentecostal churches, to mention a few. You're invited to join in the discussion on 0892-102010. He's the only guest I've got for today. But before we start talking to Monello, I've got the book in front of me and I haven't read, and that's why we've invited him to come and talk us through it. But I found what I will use as my lunch bite for today. It's a poem called In Broken Images by Robert Graves. He is quick, thinking in clear images. I am slow, thinking in broken images. He becomes dull, trusting to his clear images. I become sharp, mistrusting my broken images. Trusting his images, he assumes their relevance. Mistrusting my images, I question their relevance. Assuming their relevance, he assumes the fact. Questioning their relevance, I question the fact. When the fact fails him, he questions his senses. When the fact fails me, I approve my senses. He continues quick and dull in his clear images. I continue slow and sharp in my broken images. He is he in a, in a new confusion of his understanding. I in a new understanding of my confusion. It's by Robert Graves. Otherwise, on SAFM. Monello Ngozi is, um, he lives in Johannesburg and uh, he holds an MBA from Vets Business School and is working as a senior manager, information security and IT risk management. Monello, welcome. Hi, Susada. Um Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for, for giving us your time. I must admit, I haven't had time to read the book, but now that all of us are talking about faith um, after the Nigerian incident, I thought it was a good time to hear your thoughts and 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 why you felt it was important to write this book. Yep. Okay. Um, so I think to, to start off, uh, Shara, let's go back. You know, um, at the time when I got introduced to this movement mm-hmm. um, of Pentecostalism, I was only 14 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, over time, um, you read a nice poem by Robert Graves. You know, mm-hmm. your your views changes. You know, your your perceptions even change, you know, you grow up, you think different thoughts, you meet new people, you have to confront certain questions, uh, some of them philosophical and some of them economical, uh, some of them socio-economical, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these questions, they center around the core of the Pentecostalism uh, movement mm-hmm. across across the world. So I thought, um, you know, I, as I grow and I get confused and I get confused and I can't trust my uh, images anymore, um, let me pen down this confusion, these uneasy thoughts. You mm-hmm. know, let me ask 
these questions, not just to myself, but also to the people who are leading the movement, and, and, and try to get some answers and, and clarity around um, some of these things, some of which uh, you, we, we see now, as uh, a shadow, um, you know, the Nigerian incident, for example, you know, um, grass eating, uh, petrol drinking in uh, somewhere in the country. Mm. So, so I think it's time that we assess the legacy of Pentecostalism within our communities. And, and, and I do not want to look at it at a high level, you know. In our different communities, what is the legacy of Pentecostalism? Mm. That is the crux of this, uh, this book. Let's go back to when you were 14, because I think we must track the journey to find out where it started becoming confusing and giving you uh, the, the kinds of thoughts you've had now to write this book. How were you introduced to the movement? Right. Um, let me just also say, Shadow, that I'm still part of the movement. Yes. So um, I'm not talking as an outsider here, criticizing from outside, but I ask these genuine questions from, from the inside. Mm. I got introduced uh, because my mom, um, uh, Mrs. Mosey, Nokaya Mosey, she's listening, she had decided that uh, where we were born in the earth, you know, it was, it was not conducive for an, uh, a proper education environment. Mm. Um, strikes, stairways, and so on. And she decided that I need to go and live with my cousin in uh, in the Eastern Cape, mm. um, Zandisila Madonono. He is now passed away. Now, when I was there um, in Zulichan, then I was I didn't even realize that I was actually very close to the proximity of one of these big churches at the time. My other cousin, then the older brother to uh, Zandisila, uh, I call him Tazet. Um, the, the older brother is uh, Ulungelo Madonono. He he then introduced me to the church. He was very forceful, you know. He is not a no nonsense guy. Um, <laughs> so he took me in. Um, I would say by force, shadow. But once I got in in in, in the church at the time, um, he left it all to myself. So and I, and I got hooked. I must admit, uh, I got hooked, and I thank him for for that persistence. What was the hook? What was the hook that you didn't have before you went to the church? What yeah. made you believe that this ought to be part of your life? Sure. I think, uh, I mean, if you look at my 14-year-old my mind at the time, you know, mm. um, also having been exposed to church in general, because my mom is very staunch uh, even now as a, as a Christian herself. Mm-hmm. But when you get into uh, these places where, you know, the, the, the message sometimes seems simple, so it reaches the young mind. You sort of understand, and you, you can actually follow the uh, the preaching itself. But also um, this beckoning of the future. You know, if you look uh, at the dreams one has, these things, and if you look around yourself um, in the church itself, you know, you can see people who've uh, seemingly made it. Mm-hmm. Um, you see people in high places in society. So. It, it draws you because you also have some of these dreams that you want to be something, you want to be someone. Mm-hmm. So it hooks you, you know, it, it really does. And the simplicity of the message uh, also is, it plays a big part to it. So for me, I think those were the two key uh, personally for myself, you know. Monello, I'm trying to understand, though, that, um, yes, you see all these beautiful people that are almost role models that have made it and you want to be part of that, but what did you know about it? Could you have discussions about the actual movement, about the actual faith, or were you just spoken down to and, and told to do certain things? 
that became part of your everyday life. I want to know what you understood by it. Yes, you know, you, 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 you were aspiring to a better life, but could you, had you, could you go back and have discussions where there were places that could teach you more about than just hearing the word and being told? And this is, is one of the weaknesses, I think, as a shadow, and, and I say this with humility in, in our Pentecostal churches, because, you know, um, it, it's difficult to ask questions, uh, you know, because then you are uh, labeled, for example, as someone who is uh, doubting, you know, lack of faith and all these names, you mm-hmm. know, they are thrown at you. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's be honest, you know, when you are 14 years old, there are a lot of things that you don't understand. And so um, there's a lot of talking to uh, your life, there's a lot of instruction, and, and also there's a lot of wanting to please on your part as mm. well, you know. Mm. Um, for me specifically also, you know, it, it, if we look at my background, uh, you know, uh, my mom and my dad, they speak when we were very young, so you long for that affirmation, mm. so you, you really immerse yourself in this, you ask less questions, um, because also um, there's a term often used that you know, God works in mysterious ways, so we will not really understand fully what God says. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you ask those questions that you would like to ask at that time, it, it becomes difficult um, in, in some of our churches. And not all of them, as Shada must point out, mm-hmm. but in some of them, it's very, very, very difficult to ask these questions. And that's why uh, mostly young people do not even stay in, the, in some of these churches, or they stay, but uh, one foot in, one foot out, because their commitment... Um, which could be strengthened by uh, the, the answers to these questions is, is often derided, you know. So, uh, and, and that's how it is. Uh, and, and for myself, it was certainly. So, Monello, everything seems to be going on very well. You on your sure. path to success, and you 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 belong to this wonderful movement, which is like your family. When yeah. when do you then realize that something is going wrong? Right. So I go to university after um, high school. Now, you go to university, it's an eye-opener, whether you're Christian or not, you know. First of all, you are free um, to to yourself, to make decisions for yourself uh, to some level. And you meet a lot of, uh, you know, interesting characters in university. And I realized that, you know, some of the things that I longed for, for example, you know, my my confidence levels, um, you know, my intellectual ability and so on. Some of these things that I could express um, rather freely, and we can argue that point uh, before I go to university. I find that there are people who are actually better than me mm. in these uh, areas. You know, there are people who, who come from well-to-do families, they live for nothing, and they don't even care about God at that point. And here you are, you know, you are you are pray every day. You give money as you are instructed, and some of these things um, they are not forthcoming. And that maybe the timing as well is an issue. Mm-hmm. But at that point in time, then you start to question some of these things. You know, you really start to question as to the necessity of some of the sacrifices that you have made, and, and whether or not, uh, in fact, the the word itself can be believed. You know, and. And, and, and I'm being honest when I say these things because, um, and these are the questions I ask in the book, you know, I, I, I trace that genius as a shadow. Um, I trace the people I met at university and how they've affected uh, some of my thinking. And, um, and, and, and so the journey begins from there and then you start some, asking some of these questions. And also, 
um, education in general, especially at the institutions of higher level, they they challenge your thinking. You know, um, it's new knowledge. You, you 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 try to be someone in 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 the world, and this new information coming in sort of challenges some of the basics that you think you understand about your faith, and uh, that's where the journey started for me. So, are you saying you hadn't read up until you got up to university? Read any uh, material on 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 Pentecostalism? Uh, Pentecostalism. Yeah. It's quite a word. Those isms. <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't read anything except for uh, follow the word of your pastor and and, and your family, your church family. Uh, as to what life ought to be. You hadn't done any research for yourself. Had you started, because a part, a, a part of it is uh, your, the spiritual gifts, such as speaking in tongues and, and divine healing and all of those kinds of things. Mm. Were you part, were you starting to speak in tongues, or had, had that already happened and gone? It had, it had already happened, Fushado, uh, um, way before. I think uh, it I must have been 15 or so when I started to speak in tongues myself. Mm-hmm. But, what did you uh, understand by speaking in tongues? Look, for me, the um, the understanding was that this is a way for you now to talk to God at a deeper, much, much, much deeper level. Hmm. So although you don't understand it yourself, what you are saying, but the Holy Spirit um, understands you, and God looks at your heart, and he sees your heart, and, 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 and that communication happens at that deeper level. And this is my understanding uh, of, of it um, even now. What about the healing? The, 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 the healings as well, because I must say that uh, um, I have not seen some of these, you know, big ticket kind of healings where people walk off their wheelchairs, blind mm-hmm. eyes are opened, and so on. But I had seen, um, and these were not verified as well, I must admit, where people would have said, you know, hey, I had a headache, uh, it's, uh, you prayed, and it's gone now, you know. Mm-hmm. All those minor ailments, I had a pain here, and so on, and so on. But the, the, the question, and, and which we also started to ask ourselves as we were growing, you know, is that how do we know for sure? Mm-hmm. Because if you have not been diagnosed by a doctor, and, uh, you know, that we can't prove, because if we want to prove it, then we should say that, okay, you were diagnosed by the doctor, you prayed, you were prayed for, and you say now you were healed, please go back to the doctor. Let the doctor certify you as such. Mm-hmm. That I think gains credibility to um, lends credibility to the process, but uh, there were no such uh, shadow. And and I think some of the issues that we experience now is because of that lack of accountability. Uh, because I can just tell you now exactly what I feel I should tell you, and that that would cause uh, you know. So, uh, but to get back to your uh, question, uh, Sishadu, I had not read anything at that point. You mm-hmm. know, I bought my first book. Um, when I was working already, you know, I think during my first year of working, that's the time I actually put my first book. Before then, it was uh, the Bible, it was the, my notes from the preachings um, in church, it was also tapes, you know, uh, tapes of preachers and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Now, Monelo, I, I, I'm listening to you now and thinking of the people that are drinking petrol and eating grass and and those kinds of things mm. and wondering what you would say to them now now that you know better and we'll get to what you think is going wrong at the moment but you know we're talking early stages here and it could have happened mm-hmm. to you as well you could have been the petrol drinker and the grass eater 
So what, what would you say to them? What should they, and, and maybe not them, but their families, what should yes. they be examining right now? Look, um, it, it's, it, it's difficult to shadow because uh, maybe one must take it uh, case by case, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and it's also difficult to talk to those people, you know, at, 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 when you are at the height um, of understanding, the way, you know, the understanding is brought to you and you are willing to do some of these things, um, that means that it's going to take a lot to get through to you. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I like your point to say that maybe the families should look after something. Yes. The key, um, Sishado, on some of these uh, churches that are not doing well, and there are some that are doing well, we must, we must note this, but the key um, is that they throw you out. So in other words, all the support structure that you have, your family, mm. um, even friends, uh, often, you know, they throw you out from those, uh, from those uh, elements of support. And, and once you are there, obviously, by your own now, it's easy to do whatever is, uh, you know, to the whim of the preacher or the pastor and so on. So I think the key is see and look at the signs, whether the person is throwing out, they are withdrawing from the family and issues, matters, functions and so on. Uh, that's a big telling sign. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's it's a sad thing because I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen sure. very many times, and it's almost like um, people are in a trance of of some kind. Uh, and yeah, it's yeah, it's sort of, it's like your typical abusive relationship. You know, mm. um, the abuser will not uh, keep you with your support structure, your your family, and so on. So. They would want to draw you out, um, limit your interaction um, with the outside world as, as much as possible because they want to perpetrate some of these abuses. Now, isn't there a governing, uh, a, a governing body for the Pentecostal? I know there's a Pentecostal World Fellowship, but I'm mm. thinking maybe a central authority governing Pentecostalism. Is, is, there, is there anything like that? Um, as far as I know, the charity is none of the sort. You may have um, um, a, a different uh, organizations grouping themselves and so on, and this is also volu- and on a voluntary basis, you know. So you can't, uh, you can't force a guy uh, to subscribe to your principles and uh, your, your accountability uh, procedures and so on. Um, it's voluntary, you know. And, and, and this, we, if we want to understand this better, the uh, shadow, we need to go back to the start of the movement itself, you know. And then I deal with it in the book uh, where um, it, it obviously we know it started in the, uh, and now the new wave, it started around 1900 uh, in the U.S., mm-hmm. in, in Kansas. And and from there, the, the offshoots went, you know, and, and guys um, who had had the, the privilege of hearing the message and believing in it, and then they started to go out on their own uh, without uh, instruction uh, sometimes, or without even support, you know, the call to start their own churches because of their convictions. Now, this is where this whole thing started, because even the, the, the person who is attributed to be the father of Pentecostalism himself actually lost the control of that um, of, of those offshoots at that very moment. So um, William Menzies in his book then says that, it became a movement with no single father, mm-hmm. and, and, that, and that's how it is. So it's difficult then to bring it together now, you know, and bring everybody under one uh, one roof because 
people are entrepreneurial, so they go out, and uh, and this is a big characteristic of uh, actually of the Pentecostal movement itself. And it's not necessarily wrong in the sense that people can actually go out and start their own churches and spread word. But the issue is um, training and instruction. Hmm. We, I'm inviting callers here, uh, Monello, because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would like to have this discussion with us. Uh, sure. Gifilwe from Soweto is on the line. Hello, Gifilwe. Hi, Sedo. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Okay, I'm going to say two or three things. What is the name of the book? Now That I'm a Man. Now that I'm a man, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I think this guy is talking a lot of gibberish. If he could just define what is this pen- Pentecostalism, mm-hmm. that's the second point. But the other thing I want to say, I want to commend our government. We're always critical of government. Uh, President Zuma, I'm not a fan of his. Jeff Hadebe, Miss Ruth Williams, I think that's her name, they really came to the party. You know, this Nigerian thing was very painful, but our government really, uh, I must, we, we must commend them. Mm-hmm. They, they came to the party, they, they are on top of their game. And that's the kind of government that we want, that mm-hmm. is on top of their game. And for a change, we must stop. Well, for me, I always criticize them. At this time, I want to say our government is on top of things, and Nigerians have really disappointed us. Yeah, Kifilwe, we're not talking about our government here. We're not even talking about Nigerians. Uh, the issue that happens... No, no, no. It's not part of this Pentecostalism that I can't even pronounce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we, we're talking about the, 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 the charismatic churches as they exist today. It is part of Joshua's problem. And he doesn't even respect us to address our government and say, I am sorry, your people died in Nigeria. He doesn't even have the decency to do that, mm. to even respect our government. Okay. Kifilo, thank you so much for your call. Thank you very much for your call. Um, I, 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 I didn't ask you to respond to that, Monello, because I don't think that's what we were talking about, was it? I agree, Sean. That's um, a good point, to because I think she struggles now with the um, with the definition of Pentecostalism, you mm-hmm. know. So um, my book, in it, I really detailed it as I understand it, and taking from different sources, and then what it looks like in our current uh, environment. So I think I agree with you, Shadow. Mm. How how is it being exploited, though? And we we've spoken, we've touched briefly. On, on how um, uh, everybody can just wake up one morning and open their own church and become pastors and, 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 and spread the word. But uh, how, and I'm trying to, to, to give a profile to the kind of pastor or the profile to the kind of person that may do something that makes us aware that they're not the real deal. That also is uh, it's something we need to take case by case, uh, Sushar. But in general terms, um, when we look at uh, some of the, you know, the, the people who are not doing the, the right thing uh, or abusive in their approach and uh, also in their message, uh, in, in fact, I think one must look at, uh, 
you know, the the issue of money is very central into this uh, whole thing. You know, the issue of money, I think, is at the root of it. Because we are all trying to uh, to make a living. Uh, we are all trying to do the best for our families and, and, and so on. So it sometimes appeals to uh, others, you know, to take the short route because then I don't have to register my church with you or, mm. or, or our government. And we're not even uh, criticizing government at this point and I agree with you. We're not talking government uh, because government also uh, must be commended, actually, because um, they have some you know, uh, laws around how to manage uh, non-governmental organizations which churches are mm. or non-profit uh, organizations. But but some of these uh, laws are voluntary, again, so you don't have to register your church. So it's easy for me to go, um, you know, and rent a building, call in uh, members and so on and attract because maybe I'm charismatic, you know, I can attract a number of people. Hold that thought. Hold that thought, Monello. We're going to take news headlines and come back to continue our conversation. And please participate in 0892-102010. It's time for news headlines with Cecilia Sarko. Otherwise, on SAFM. Are you part of the Pentecostal movement? Do call us. Apparently, there is a darker side to it, according to Monelo Ngozi, and that's what we're talking about, and that's what he talks about in his book called Now That I'm a Man, Uneasy Thoughts About Exploitative Pentecostalism. Call us now, 0892-102010. Has it worked for you? And he is still part of the movement himself. And from within, he can tell. And I guess, Monelo, you're trying to save the church here and, 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 and the, the, the movement here and saying it can't rot while you're in it because you know the good in it, right? Yes, Richard. It's really around eliciting conversations because we don't talk about these things. And because we don't talk about them, they continue and they become older and audacious and we lend ourselves in some of the issues that we, we, we see and read about in the newspapers today. Mpa in Pretoria, hello. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for your call. Thanks, Richard. Uh, Monello, how are you? Yeah, how are you, Paul? Well, thanks. I did warn you that I will call. Oh. <laughs> um, I must say, this book has been very enlightening to us. Um, for some of us, Christianity, we looked at it from one eye. Uh, for us, it was just one-sided. It was um, a view side that was only concerning the positivity, and I guess we just turned a blind eye in terms of the negativity that is involved. And this book does really open our eyes in terms of the darker side and the bad side that we all like to pretend does not exist. And I must say, one of the other things um, that I've mentioned is that this book has really opened you up. Uh, you basically walk around here, not really naked, but you, you're quite exposed, and we're very proud of you. Um, just just keep just keep going. Mpa, are you part of the Pentecostal movement? Oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not, not at all. You, you just, just, just read, read the book. I've read the book. Um, I had the, the luxury to be given the book by Mr. Manello uh, some months ago. Mm-hmm. So I did read the book um, intensively. Um, yeah, but I haven't given him the proper feedback. Okay. This is the one way of... This, this is it, I take it. Feedback. 
this is it, I, I guess. Thank you, thank yeah, you so yeah. so much, Mpo, for for participating. And 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 you know, from, from what Mpo said, is, is that you don't have to be part of the movement to 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 gain knowledge from the book. What 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 parts of it would would be uh, would benefit all of us? Okay, so there is two is two parts of the book itself. So mm-hmm. it's in two parts. Uh, I'm sorry. The first part is around myself individually because I want to give context in terms of um, who I am, where I come from, my rearing, and how I met the church. You mm-hmm. know? And, and I, um, she's correct. You know, I really put myself out there, which is something uncharacteristic of myself because I'm not a I'm not a talker, as as, as they say. But I put it, I put myself out there. You know, my, my relationship with my father. Uh, broken as it is, you know, my uh, the, the the contribution of my mom in raising us up, and not just myself, my sisters as well, who have actually done well in their own respective spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, as I say, uh, my cousins, uh, one, Obert, um, played a big role, so they still the gap, uh, the gaps as, as, I, as I was growing up. So, so those, I think, are, are, are universal, are general, you know. And then, then I get into the, the cracks of the book once I, I finished with how I met, uh, or how I got introduced to the Pentecostal, uh, Pentecostalism movement. Mm-hmm. And I found, uh, and, and, and sometimes, I, I'm not sure how to feel about it, but some, the, some of the people who've read the book, um, they actually care less about the other stuff. Uh, you know, they feel like where I ended, part one, it's not enough, you know. It, <laughs> I should have continued uh, with the personal stuff and mm. so on and so on. Mm. And I want to thank my mom and my two sisters for allowing me to go into those uh, painful places in our, in our family history mm. to tell some of these things. So there's, there's something for, for everyone in the book, uh, Fishado. You, I'm interested, though, about this very dark side um, sure. and, and what we can do because I'm hoping that while you had these thoughts that were... That were very deep thoughts and 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 testing your faith as well. You sure. you you needed to uh, to pen this because it's something that needs to be nipped in the bud or something that we need to recognise when we see it. So sure. just give us this dark picture. All right, I think at a high level, uh, there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of veil of secrecy around um, what the operations of the churches are. You know, um, there's also um, a lack of sorry, a lack of consistency. You know, so there's a lot there's a lot of trial and error. You know, these guys who go out without being sanctioned, start their own churches, and they try new things there without any you know any mentorship, uh, someone talking to their lives or them accounting to to anyone at all. Mm-hmm. And because it's difficult to you know to believe that some of the things that are happening. Uh, some of the other preachers may be older, uh, more wiser. Um, it's difficult for me to think that they agree with those things. Mm. But the problem is that maybe they cannot get to talk to those uh, to those preachers who are leading in, in, in this counterproductive way. And so this lack of accountability, I think, is a big, 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 big thing. Uh, uh, okay, let's take some calls here. Okay. Um, is it Vile? Vile? Vile, Hello. yes, ma'am. Hello, Vile, welcome. Thank you. Ma'am, I, I would like to commend this chap, uh, Monelo or Monalo, whoever he is. Monelo. Uh, Monelo. Monelo. Yes, Monelo, yes. You, you know, there's a problem. Uh, we, we generally grow up and are socialized.
to understand that um, you can't speak against God. Mm-hmm. So when somebody claims or pronounces themselves to be speaking for and on behalf of God as a sent person, mm-hmm. the tendency then um, for, for people who of African origin specifically is that we can't then speak against such person. That is why it, it becomes difficult even for bodies that are formed uh, to, to, to sort of mentor or to sort of be a shadow or an umbrella to speak against a person because they are suddenly going to say, who are you when mm. I spoke to God myself and God said this to me? Mm. You know, and then it becomes difficult. And then we believe because of what we see, because of what we know sometimes, uh, sometimes because of what we are then told in the churches. But I always, uh, you know, just in passing now, when I, when I drop the phone, say, when anything casts a shadow of confusion, there is very little of God in that thing. Oh, wow. Because the Spirit of God is no author of confusion. When there is lack of credibility or there is too much uh, blame or, or, or there is because the Bible says walk before me and be blameless if anyone desires to be a leader let him be without reproach you know uh, and we leave these people with such blame and such shadow of doubt around them and we let them run loose and not question them really I want to commend this guy I, I really want to commend I, I wish he could be heard I wish we could put him somewhere and, and and that somebody is now coming up to question, like, if you are saying you read the Bible, which verse says you must do this? If you are saying you have heard from God, do you actually know this line of scripture that says, thou shall not, you know? Vile, I'm, 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 loving, I'm loving your words, and I, I want to know, because you sound like you've thought about it as well, how do we assist, how do we help? Uh, spread that message to young people that are eating grass, that are drinking petrol. Where, where did we go wrong? How do we nip it in the bud? It, it, you see, we've been, we, we have become so gullible. You know, we have become so, um, I don't know how, but, you know, programs such as this one, and probably a, a, a time, in fact, slot, and probably even publishes that you are going to have this program and you're going to have this speaker, you're going to have these people. I'm thinking now uh, the the people that should actually listen to this program are not even listening to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe uh, 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 print media, the magazines, the papers, and, and you know, television for that matter. This thing has got to be stopped somehow. Mm. Villa, thank you so much for your call. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you for your thank call. You. Um, we take, we'll take a little break now and come back to take another call from Hassan. Please stay on the line, Monel. Otherwise, on SAFM. My guest, Monel Ongozi, had uneasy thoughts about exploitative Pentecostalism. And he put in a book, Now That I'm a Man, taking your calls on 0892102010. Hello, Hassan. Hi, I'm uh, and, and good good afternoon to you and your guest. Afternoon. Uh, look, I just want uh, I'm speaking um, as a South African. I'm of uh, Asian origin, but born here. My father born here, so 
I'm a rechter South African and I'm a Muslim. I'm speaking from a Muslim perspective just to put everything in perspective. And I'm very much a proud South African. And I'd like to congratulate you and Mona Day. It takes, uh, it takes uh, somebody who stands up for truth to come from an insider of your own church. I just got a few comments. This, uh, I think the time has come. This is not only to the Pentecostal. It's not only unique to them. That's my comment. We find that there is in all faiths, there are people, religious leaders who are exploiting people in, in the name of God, in healing and that kind of thing and taking them. You even find pamphlets, you know, I don't want to go off the topic. If you're at the car park, you see a pamphlet, you know, with so, a, a guy who can cure everything, you know, mm-hmm. I think he's almost mm-hmm. the only thing he can't cure is death, you know, mm-hmm. and then he can heal everything and cure everything. <laughs> and they are siphoning the money from the people. So I'm saying, I, my suggestion is that the government has to come in, just like, you know, we had these Sangomas that initially the traditional healers, they were, they were finding that what they were trying to do was in conflict with uh, medical science. Mm-hmm. So they brought them on board and set some standards. You know, so now you find like for TB treatment and uh, HIV treatment, the traditional healers are working with the medical profession mm-hmm. so that they do not conflict with the treatment. I feel the time has come for government to pass regulations with these religious leaders, whether it's Pentecostal, whether it's with some Muslim groups or Hindu priests, I don't, and they're all there that are, you know, in the name of God, they say they can heal people and sending people really on a, on a merry-go-round and exploiting them. I think there has to be some control measures. You know, Jesus, peace be upon him, has said there shall arise many false prophets that will come. Mm-hmm. And he also said, you know, on, there's a verse in Matthew which says that on the day of judgment, many of them will come and say, Lord, Lord, in, your, in thy name I have done this and in thy name I have cast out devils. And he said, get thee gone from here. You are the false guys. So... I think the time has come in the interest of the public. That's what makes me phone. And although I'm a Muslim, uh, you know, and I, and I try to congratulate Mona again that we cannot allow the ordinary people, you know, to be exploited like this, you know, to do funny things like drinking petrol. And there's worse things that's going on. And monies are being lost. People are bonding the houses mm-hmm. to give to this. I don't call them faith healers. They are faith healers, you know. And something has to be done. Some standards has to be set. Some uh, ombudsman body has to be come in and bring them to account. That's the comment I wanted to make. Hassan, I really thank you for your comment. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is it possible, do you think, Monelo, to, to regulate religion in this country? <laughs> because that's what it really means. Yeah. Look, I think that is a difficult uh, question to even ask, uh, let alone answer me. What mm. I think should be done, though, is uh, we need to be tighter with the laws around the governance of uh, non-profit organizations. I think because... And, and the, the laws are there. I mean, Act 71 uh, of 1997 talks to this very specific issue around uh, non-profit organizations. But the provisions of the law itself, they are such that it's voluntary. You know, mm-hmm. for you to register, it's voluntary. And but once you register, then there are strict requirements. You know, you need to provide your financials. You, mm-hmm. you, know, you need to be audited, and so on mm-hmm. and so on. All these nice things that you like to see from a governance point of view. Mm-hmm. But to regulate religion, I think it, it's taking it too far. Yeah. The issue is around, uh, because once you, you, you tighten the issues around governance, uh, you know, accountability and so on, it more removes the veil of secrecy. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, and then it also gives you a sense of the direction of the, the organization itself. Um, you can spot abuses from afar mm-hmm. based on how administrative issues are handled. Monello, we've run out of time. Can you believe it? 
Um, wow. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that um, more and more people go out and find now that I'm a man. Sure. Um, it is at all good bookstores. It's it's published by is it Porcupine Press. Porcupine Press, yes. And it's at all bookstores. Well, at, the, at the moment, it's uh, exclusive books, uh, uh, Shadow and a few others. Okay, quickly, I just need to know what are you? Sure. What? How do you? How are you introducing your children to religion? Um, You're not asking them to speak in tongues, or are you? No, this is something that they must get into themselves, and uh, with time, I think they will. But uh, the, the questions that I ask in the book, these are the things that when they are older, you know, they should not get into the same kind of uh, fix that I got into, and I can provide these easy answers to them. But uh, I like my kids to be, um, you know, to be um, to be introduced to religion, and uh, this is why, you know, every Friday um, we, took, we take them to um, a, a Lutheran program um, in one of my son's school mm-hmm. where, you know, it's fun. Um, it's plays, it's singing, it's dancing and so on and so on with a religious tinge uh, uh, to it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is how I want them to, uh, to grow. Even in, in, in church, you know, Sunday school and so on, they mm-hmm. attend these things. But the, the, one of the other reasons why I put, attend the book is to... Um, to give them a sense of what can go wrong. And uh, when we look at, uh, you know, um, solutions um, in the in the sequel of the book, then they can also get a sense and, and an answer to some of these difficult questions. Monello, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for being brave enough to, to write about this issue. And I think we will talk to you again as, as sure. time goes. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, Sister. I really appreciate you having me on and uh, being brave to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Huh? Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now That I'm a Man by Monelo Nozi, N-X-O-Z-I. It's time for a children's story.